You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello, welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Sorry for no Thursday. Quick Olympics. Who won the Olympics, you know? Oh, actually, yeah. What's a good way to start the show, Peter? Give me a Winter Olympics rundown. I have no idea. Do you want to guess? It's a it's a uh, cold cold country, obviously. European. Yep, obviously. Switzerland. No, almost. Sweden. Oh, almost. Keep climbing the ladder. Hmm. And don't say U.S. because no. No, I'm not going to say U.S. Europe. You said um. Give me the first letter. N. Norway. Yeah, Norway with 16 gold medals. Uh, two is Germany with 12. Three is China with nine. Cooper Cup's uh, prop bet pushed. We got eight. Oh, pushed. We, we didn't win anything from last recording. And Sweden with eight and then a ton of other stuff. So where did the U.S. rank? U.S. ranked four in gold medals at eight. Fourth? Yeah, that's not that bad. So it's okay. Now, did you watch the closing ceremony? I did not, actually. Really? Yeah. So uh, my parents watched it. They said it was pretty good. And they asked if I watched it. And I was like, no. <laughs> I kind of missed that. I kind of forgot about that. And then I was like, damn. So what are you going to spend all your time watching now without the Olympics? I have no idea. I know the Walking Dead's in, in full, yeah, uh, yeah, full pro- gear. Pro- probably that. Walking Dead's amazing. You should rewatch yeah. it. I know. I was, I was texting Peter a couple of days ago, and I was thinking... So I used to watch The Walking Dead up until maybe season four, pretty much when everybody else in the world used to watch it. But then I kind of just drifted apart, as did the rest of society, except for Peter. And I was thinking about rewatching it because I see he's been posting a lot of articles uh, on dailygoats.com in terms of the new episodes and predictions. And it looks kind of interesting. And it feels like people on social media are kind of getting behind it a little bit now. So I've been considering it. Pick and choose the episode. It's it's so, it's so easy to skip around. Is it like, is there a possible way you could watch like important episodes only? Like, do they have that setting on like that AMC streaming service? I don't even no, know. No, you called. can watch one through 10 on Netflix. Just watch like episode one, seven, and eight. And then of like the new 15, season? 16. No, just like every season. Well, that, every that's good season. enough. Oh, so you're saying like the season finale. Yeah. First episode like, of the season, like the mid season yeah. finale. Interesting. So Peter will have a lot of Walking Dead uh, content for all the Walking Dead fans out there. And I mean, look, I think social media is kind of getting behind it. And if Peter, if it's as interesting as you claim it's been this last season, then. Well, it is the last season, so they got to go out of the bang. Rick Grimes Grimes is returning, by the way. And they have the movies, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The movies that are four years old already. Are you going to go first night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go Thursday. I'm gonna see that like three times at least. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Do you think it is going to sell well? No, it's been way too long. Really? Yeah, I feel you're probably right. Probably right, Peter. Anything else you want to watch on TV, Peter? Anything else I should watch? TV? No, I don't. I don't really watch TV to be honest. Other than sports and then Walking Dead. Have you seen Space Force? No, I, I watched the first season. I know the second season's out. Yeah, I like the first season better than the second season. Now, 
You'll have to you you have to watch it and give me your insight. But I think season one was better than two. I, I still think it was okay, but you have to that, that that's popular on Netflix. I think it's like sixth right now on Netflix. Not bad. And I'm not a huge like Netflix guy. Like I'm more of just a let me know when there's the next Star Wars show. Shout out Matt Cunha. <laughs> we got Obi Wan Kenobi, and then May. It's about it. But Space Force is pretty good. I didn't mind it. All right, Peter. Let's transition to NBA All Star Weekend. So, Peter, we talked about a lot about All-Star Weekend on Roughing the Basket uh, this week. We were on with Brandon Carr and Dylan Sariva uh, of Cheap Talk Wrestling, and we talked a lot about All-Star Weekend. Now, a lot of the discussions we had on that podcast were surrounded about how the dunk contest was really bad. And I think me and you both agreed that it was one of the worst, the worst seasons this competition has ever had, and we both did not like it. Now, Peter... Why do you believe it sucked? Well, as we said, A, there's no star power. The best person was probably, what, like Obi Toppin, which is annoying. That's what it is. He's like the third-year player, second-year player. The dunks weren't fun. Dunks aren't creative anymore. And as I said, too, when you score a dunk, a five, even though that's the lowest you can go and you still miss it, like that shouldn't even count. It should be like N.A. or zero. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. So in the NBA dunk contest, the lowest score you can get is a five, no matter what. And that scoring system can totally be reformed and changed. And I think the NBA needs to incorporate some stars. I think they need to do the best they can at trying to incorporate as many star players as possible into the event. Uh, An idea that I was talking about on Rough in the Basket was potentially, let's say you get eight guys, right, and you form four different teams. So you have teams of two Uh, and these teams of two, they have like combined scores or they have to do like a two man thing where it's like alley-oops or I don't know, something different throw a little wrinkle on it because at this point it's become stale. Uh, I think dunks as a whole have been saturated because they've just become so popular uh, over the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years that everyone in the NBA is a crazy athlete. Uh, Everybody can go up and have these phenomenal dunks. That wasn't always the case in the NBA back in the 70s and the 80s. Nowadays, you can pluck um, a second-round pick out of the G League, and he'll be able to throw it down. Uh, That necessarily wasn't the case back in 1978 or 1984, whatever it may be. So I think the NBA needs to get creative, and I think they will get creative because what Adam Silver has always shown uh, to be the commissioner of the NBA is that he's willing to make these changes. Uh, He's willing to adapt. And I think he knows the event is stale. And I think he saw everyone's reaction during the event that it really wasn't doing it. wasn't doing well. Do you, so win any, do you win anything if you win the dunk contest other than that dumb trophy? You know, I, I'm not, not like exactly sure if there's a, a cash prize. I'm not sure. Uh, I can look that up, but I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe that should be a thing or like incentivize a team. to. I, I don't know. You got you to gotta do something. It's so bad. So unwatchable. Okay, so the NBA dunk contest prize, the prize money for this event in recent years has caused no end of controversy as the relatively low payday has been criticized as the reason of the league's big dunkers stay away from the competition. Last year's winners took home $40,000 down from $100,000 in 2020 itself, down from $105,000 the year before. So they're really, it so is that makes of, sense. So a star is that's like one minute of 
their contract not yeah. worth their time. That exactly. That's really uh that explains not... why rookies want to do it, I guess. Yeah. So could you incentivize it and make it a one million dollar cash prize? Could that bring in some excitement? I think so. Uh could you maybe make I'm trying to think of different ways. How about only all stars can participate? Yeah, that, and that's good too. Maybe it's I don't know. I'm sure Adam Silver can get creative, and he will get creative. He's not just going to sit here and watch the event just rot away. He's not like that as a commissioner. Uh, we've seen that countless times over the last five or so years, and he's not done tinkering around tinkering around with the NBA. There's a lot more things that he wants to do. Yeah, he's probably the best commissioner out of the four. Yeah, he's definitely the most. I would the say most the progressive. most progressive. Yeah, yeah, he's most willing to adapt and change. I mean, how about the NBA midseason tournament that's been talked about over the last couple of years. In my opinion, that's going to be implemented at some point in time. Oh, wait, what and is that? So soccer does it where they, during the middle of the season, they have like a tournament and how the tournament is going to work is still unknown. But uh, Adam Silver has talked about how he liked how soccer does it. And he wants to implement it in the NBA. So it would just kind of be during the all-star break or whatever. And you have, I don't know, top four teams and they battle it out but the the key is to make it incentive is that for like bragging rights or is that for like i that's the thing that's do you clinch a playoff spot do the uh, guys in the roster get a bonus like there's still trying to think of a way that the mid-season tournament can actually work because in american sports peter that's that's unheard of that's something that we've never seen like a mid-season tournament he wants to do it and i think he's going to incorporate it in some way i think having that team clinch a playoff spot would probably be beneficial uh, I don't know. Adam Silver likes the idea of different tournaments. Other things have been thrown out, like well, the playing a... tournament is pretty good. Yeah, More like he likes the playing tournament. There's been other ideas about how having maybe the bottom four teams in the league have like a a round robin tournament, and the winner gets the number one seed or uh, the the one draft pick or something like that. That's been talked about. So Adam Silver likes these tournaments. He must be a big uh, European soccer fan. So I don't know. Adam Silver is willing to do anything, so don't be surprised if you hear more about that playing tournament this summer. But, Peter, sticking with the NBA, uh, during the All-Star break, we get a lot of different um, reports about players being unhappy, potentially wanting out, and two in particular stood out to me. Uh, let's start off with Zion Williamson. Uh, Zion Williamson, who has not played this season due to a foot injury, is reportedly unhappy with New Orleans, uh, and he reportedly may ask for a trade during the summer. He's been distant with his New Orleans Pelicans teammates. Uh, so the Pelicans, look, they're still in a rebuilding mold. Uh, they just traded for C.J. McCollum. Uh, they still have Brandon Ingram, and they still have some nice pieces. But without Zion Williamson, it's it's clear that the Pelicans do have a ceiling because we all remember when Zion was drafted, and it felt like the city of New Orleans got the next Peyton Manning. And honestly, Peter, if, if I'm being completely honest, that hasn't been the case. Uh, Zion, his rookie season, only played 24 games. Uh, obviously, that was due to the COVID-shortened year, but he only played 24. Uh, last year, he played 61. And this year, he hasn't played at all. So he's missed a lot of time. And this is already his third NBA season, which is pretty crazy to even fathom because th these guys are going to be looking for extensions soon. And Zion has rarely been out there other than last year. So do you, what do you think of Zion's reported ask or his reported frustration with New Orleans Pelicans. I don't. I don't get why he's frustrated with the Pelicans because if even if he was on like the Knicks, the Hornets, the 
Pistons. It, it still would have happened. Uh, he would have got injured. He's way overweight. He doesn't yep. get on the court. I mean, it's not the Pelicans' fault. Unless his doctors are, like, screwing him over, which I don't think is happening over there. It's just his fault at the end of the day. And I'm pretty sure he's probably the biggest bust since, what, like, Greg Golden so far? That's what that's the path, anyway, in terms of injuries. That's, that's like his knee injuries at. are just going to get – well, I know yeah. he doesn't have a knee, but, like, Greg Golden had knees forever. It's just not working out. It's It's true. And so, again, Zion's played 85 games through his first three seasons of his career. And this one looks like it's going to be an entire scrap, in my opinion. Like, I don't think he's going to end up playing this year. And who knows how his health's going to be in a couple of years. And I know he thinks he has all this leverage and potentially wanting out of New Orleans and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is, if, if you're a team that, like Zion Williamson, how many, like, what are you going to give up to acquire him? Because it might not be as much as I think the Pelicans think. Right. So I, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been on the court. He's he still played. What, 23. He's, still oh, he's, he's younger I than guess. that. He's 21. He's going to be 22 soon. So he's a kid. But I, that's still young. I get that. But it's, I don't know. It's. I think it's a poor look already that he is uh, frustrated. And as Brian Windhorst put it, he is, quote, distant with the Pelicans. And if you're the Pelicans, you got to be sitting here like, really, dude? Like, I don't know what you want us to do. And another thing that could be going on, and I'm I'm not saying it is, maybe Zion just sitting out on his own because he just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be in New Orleans. I don't the know. Tra- the trade of the Pistons, the trade of this somewhere even worse. Sorry, Seriously, no. like if I remember all those rumors that Zion wanted to go to the Knicks. Remember we all heard the right the Knicks yeah, were going to have a super team with Zion, Durant, and Kyrie. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition. Now is Zion trying to leverage himself back to the Knicks? But if you're the Knicks. How much do you, would you want a mortgage to take a flyer on Zion? Uh, granted, the Knicks have not been have not played well. They've regressed mightily this season, so they might just say, "Screw it, we have nothing to lose." So maybe Zion's trying to leverage his way there, but it feels pretty early in Zion's career to be really pulling this crap. Honestly, another star, or I should say, superstar that potentially wants out, LeBron James. Uh, it was reported. I believe by the athletic uh, that LeBron is interested in playing with his son, Bronny James, who will be draft eligible in 2024. Uh, And there's also been rumblings that LeBron James might not re up with the Lakers at the end of next season, or he might force a trade this summer. So his Lakers future, if you want to call it, seems to be a little bit up in the air. The Lakers have struggled since winning an NBA finals in the bubble. Uh, him and Anthony Davis have missed a combined 103 games since winning that championship. LeBron James has been banged up. And do you believe LeBron James plays elsewhere? Or do you think he kind of just waits to see when his son's available and then that's when he makes the decision? Yeah, he'll probably. I, I think he's going to coast with L.A., stick out the two years, wait for Bronny to get drafted, and, and then I think he's gonna, just going to fall in there. This is what you get, LeBron, though. You, you want all your friends on your on your team. You want all 30-year-olds, all old guys just passing the ball and just – it's not a recipe for uh, good things over there. Lakers are yeah. probably the massive underachievement team probably in the whole NBA, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, what they were able to do this summer, do you remember they, they spent a lot of money through free agency and trades. They acquired Russell Westbrook, 
Uh, they paid premium to land some of those rotational guys that they really want. They brought in Carmelo Anthony. I know he's not the Carmelo Anthony of old. Uh, they brought in a guy like Malik Monk. Uh, so they brought in some different pieces, and it just hasn't worked out. And it just feels like LeBron James may have overplayed his cards. And I know there was other rumblings that LeBron James was frustrated with the Lakers front office for not making any moves to the deadline. And to that, I say, look, LeBron, you built the team. This is the guys you wanted. And I think the Lakers front office said, you know, we're not going to bend over backwards continuously when the results haven't been there for a second consecutive year. It's not like they won the championship last year, Peter. They're going on two years of underachieving basketball. They're two and seven uh, against the Bucks and the Suns in the last two years, who are arguably they, the two best teams in the NBA. And they probably don't even have any trade pieces anyway, right? Exactly. You would think if you're going to move on from a guy like Russell Westbrook, I know it was talked about, do you trade Russell Westbrook for John Wall, who John Wall is a member of Clutch Sports, obviously the connection to LeBron James there. If you do that, is there really a difference between John Wall at his age and his durability than Russell Westbrook? I'm not sure. It feels like it's a lateral move, in my opinion. Yeah, because he's been Russell, injured the yeah. last three years. Plus, exactly. Anyway. And, and Russell Westbrook, I know he's not – he doesn't fit in well with that offense. So, like, I don't think he's necessarily – I don't think his plays like diminished or anything. I think Westbrook just doesn't fit in well with the Lakers want to do offensively. And I think LeBron James at time, he has had some durability concerns. It felt like for the first 15 or so years of his career, he was just an Iron Man. He'd play 82 games a year and he would basically never get hurt. But it felt like there has been some issues that have popped up over the last couple of years. Hey, listen, maybe all the minutes and all the finals appearances and all the deep playoff yeah. runs are finally catching up to him, which is absolutely sad because – yeah, he is the I, best player of our generation, and probably the best player who ever lived. I, I still take that. Jordan, but uh, you look at LeBron and you look at where he wants to finish his NBA career, whether it's with Bronny James or however he wants to slice it. I think it would be certainly a disappointment if his last couple of years in the NBA end up with just play-in tournament, and that was it. Like it felt like it feels like the Lakers are distant, like it feels like they're just far away from being a true contender in the Western conference, along with the teams like the Phoenix suns and the golden state warriors. Like, I don't even think they're in that class. Anthony Davis, he's just not healthy to me. And I'm not sure what, if he ever can be healthy in the NBA, it just feels like he'll have a season where he's healthy. And then the next season, he just won't be. So it's just tough for Anthony Davis because when he's playing, when he's active, he's the best big man in the NBA, but he just hasn't been right. And LeBron James and Westbrook clearly cannot play together and just hasn't meshed well. But if you're the Lakers, it's a very difficult scenario. And maybe they should trade away Anthony Davis. The thing is, it would piss LeBron James off. So I'm so, do you no, care? I'm so sorry. I agree. I think the Lakers, I think the Lakers, LeBron probably thinks he's bigger than the Lakers, but the Lakers itself. Lakers, if you know that, LeBron's I think they're bigger than two LeBron. years. And then I don't know what Anthony Davis's contract is after they leave. That team's nothing. Well, here's the thing. I think the Lakers can still draw in free agents because it's L.A. and stuff like that. I think there is always going to be guys that want to play in L.A. Now, just to throw things out here, would you trade Anthony Davis for, I would say Zion, but that would never work because Davis obviously shot his way out of there. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? I can't say that. Uh, Would you trade Anthony Davis for Donovan Mitchell, who also could be on the move? Yeah, three seconds. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy, and Donovan Mitchell can. I mean, he's not a superstar, but he, he's borderline. Yeah, that, that would be an interesting one to look at. 
Or if you're the Lakers, do you try to get away from that Russell Westbrook money and do you try to bring in a guy like Damian Lillard? And then your big three is Damian Lillard, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. That's the route I think they're going to probably try to go with. Or if it's not Damian Lillard, then maybe they're going to try to get Bradley Beal. Can they sign somebody? Yeah, do they have money to do that? Well, if they move on from Russell Westbrook, like if they find a trade partner for them, for him, and if they kind of just clear out all the salary, all their their contracts are basically like these one or two year deals. Like they're not really long. Yeah, they're all just tied up on LeBron. They're old. They're just a bunch of old dudes. So they they can. It would be difficult to make things work, but it is possible. And Damian Lillard could be a fit there because I think he might want to go to LA. So I could see that situation playing itself through. And Damian Lillard is another guy who's not a spring chicken, who's another guy that's beat up and is now in his early 30s. So we shall see if that is going to pan out. But if I'm the Lakers, I just, you know, I just hope for the best. I just hope for the best. And you hope LeBron and Davis can eventually get right and you can make a deep playoff run. But Peter, we're at the halfway. We're, we're past the halfway point in the NBA now. Uh, so last week we did three bold predictions for the NFL season. And this week I thought, hey, screw it. Let's do three bold predictions for the NBA season. These bold predictions could be teams going to make the playoffs, teams not going to make the playoffs, where a team's going to finish, a player's going to have a strong um, second half run. Or So give me one of your bold predictions, or do you want me to start? I can go. Number one, Nets are going to make the Eastern Conference Finals easy. Okay, I like that one. I, I like that one. I know you're a big Kevin Durant guy. Uh, mine is, I think the Lakers end up losing in the play-in tournament. I know right now they're slated to be in the ninth seed. Uh, and I think they eventually just lose in that play-in tournament. I don't think they make it out of there. And I think it is going to be a long offseason in L.A. for LeBron, Davis, and company. Number two, I think the Suns are going to regress a little bit with Chris Paul out six to eight weeks. I think that Monte Williams is going to actually get tested. I, I think he should win Coach of the Year right now. But I, I think the Warriors... Maybe not Grizzlies. Grizzlies are insane. Uh, and even Dallas are probably just going to overlap them by the time that Chris Ball comes back. I hope he's back before the playoffs and stuff. Yeah. So there's supposedly six to eight weeks for Chris Ball. Uh, hopefully he does get healthy. Uh, number two for me, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Atlanta Hawks, who right now are the 10 seed, they somehow survive the playing tournament and they end up being a scary opponent. I'm not saying they're going to win their first round matchup, but I think let's say the Hawks end up with the seven seed and let's say they have to play, I don't know, the Chicago Bulls. I think the Hawks push that series to seven games. And number three, I want, no, I'm not going to say that. Number three, Ben Simmons will make a three pointer in the next week and a half. I like it. I I was going to, I I was going to say spoiler. I was going to say the Celtics are going to be a first round exit, but I'm not going to do that. Would that be your fourth bold prediction? Yeah, I'm not going to speak that to existence yet. All right, my third bold prediction will be the Philadelphia 76ers uh, with James Harden. They end up getting the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I think they, they're two and a half games out now, and I think they're going to uh, really play, play well down the stretch, and they end up with the number one seed. So those are our three bold predictions in the NBA. NBA Any- gods, if you're listening to me, I want a Hornets-Bulls first-round matchup, please. I'd rather have a well down the line. I want a net Sixers matchup. Well, down the yeah, I mean that that, that could actually happen. I I, I don't know if that mine. Why will do you happen. want Bulls Hornets? Is it because of the Ball Brothers? Yeah. Oh no, really? Yeah, that, that's of yeah. course it is. Uh-huh. You got seven uh, seven games of Melo and Lonzo, really? Even though Lonzo hasn't played in like three months. 
Rip. Okay, Pete Hoods, moving on to the National Football League. Down in the NFL, kind of a quiet period. Uh, free agency isn't open. However, the franchise tag period has opened uh, as of Wednesday, I believe. So teams can utilize that. Uh, but it feels like we've gotten these um, different rumors, especially about two quarterbacks over the last couple of weeks that I want to hit on. Uh, number one, Aaron Rodgers. He put a cryptic social media post on Instagram a couple of days back. Uh, the post contained, I believe, eight pictures and a long caption where in which he thanked a bunch of people, including his, do you want to call him his wife, Shailene Woodley? Like, I don't know if this is whatever. No, I, uh, I, they say they're not together, but I personally believe that they're still so kicking. whatever he thanked her. He thanked, I think, the Friday crew, which is a bunch of Packers teammates. He thanked the coaching staff, Matt LaFleur, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and then he went on Pat McAfee a couple of days back and he said he does not have a decision yet. Uh, he just doesn't know yet. But apparent, according to Diana Rossini of ESPN, I, he's going to make a decision soon and that other teams reportedly have offers for Aaron Rodgers already on the table. So I know you said last week that you believe Aaron Rodgers is going to stay put in Green Bay. I think that was one of your bold predictions. And one of mine was that he was going to head to the AFC, whether it's Denver uh, or Indy or somewhere along the lines. So when you saw his Instagram picture, Peter, what was your first reaction? Just Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things. It's just unnecessary. Like if you're going to retire slash leave, just leave already. I hate. Listen, he's kind of like LeBron James, Tom Brady. He just always wants to be in the spotlight, always about him. He's just media crazy, just anything to get attention. It's just going to be like this for a while. I'm surprised that he'll make a decision soon. I know I know, he's probably going to be the first domino to fall in the NFL anyway, but I, I, I don't know. I think he's just a diva. He can't win. So do you think he makes a decision in the next week? No, honestly. So you think he plays the? I think he's gonna. You know what, Peter? Honestly, just play the ladder. Just go on Pat McAfee every week and just be like, "Oh, I don't know." I, I, don't I know die. I die for those two. Though. Those, that that interview every week is electric. I thought we were gonna get something. I really did this week uh, until in the first like thirty seconds, he killed it, and he's just like, "He's well, like, yeah, I don't know. I, no. I, I was doing a juice cleanse, and uh, yeah. I was feeling it, so like I posted that. I was yeah, like, I'm making right. no decisions today. It's like, ah, oh, you just lost half your audience right there." I think he's probably going to make his decision in the next seven to 10 days. I, I really think that. And it looks like things are moving fast and I'm not sure if the Packers gave him a deadline per se, but I'm sure there's a deadline from Rogers that he might've said, Hey, Green Bay, I'm going to make a decision by March 1st, just nice, clean, whatever, March 1st. And could that be a situation in which Rogers decides his future there? Now it is interesting if Rogers says I want to I want to trade uh, that I wonder how long until a trade actually happens like I don't think it's going to be like the next like day or so I think it'll probably be a couple weeks after I think Green Bay is going to yield their options and see how uh, see what best fits for them now they have been clearing some salary cap space they made um, I think they converted Aaron Jones's uh, signing bonus today cleared up I think four and a half million so I think they've cleared up about fourteen million bucks over the last uh, two days. So uh, it seems like they are making every effort to well, they're probably acquire all clear, the space. They're probably clearing that for Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams franchise tag yeah. at least for the minimum. So if Rodgers does, in fact, let's say he leaves, right? Will, if you're Green Bay, I, I would probably franchise Devontae Adams and then look to trade him. That's what I would probably yeah, do. That's what I, I, that's yeah. what I would do regardless. 
if he's I know, or not. Yeah, and I know Devonte. He might want to play with Rodgers, but if I'm Green Bay, I'm like, no, you're going for you're going where we're going to tell you you're going to go. Like, sorry. Uh, and I think Green Bay at the end of the day, however, that it feels like next year they could run it back with Rodgers and Adams, and it's like this never happened. Or they could run it back with like Jordan Love and insert whoever. Like it's, it feels like there's a huge, 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 huge occurring events here in Green Bay, and hopefully we get some clarity within the next couple of weeks. It's true. Moving on here. Carson Wentz. He's been in the news recently, the last couple of days, and I'm surprised about the timing of it. Uh, so Carson Wentz, uh, who was part of that Indianapolis Colts team that failed to make the playoffs, throwback to when they lost to the Jaguars in that week 18 game. Uh, that, that, that was crazy. Such but a joke. It seems like the Colts want to move on from Carson Wentz, whether it's via trade or via just outright releasing him. So I know he's played one year. Uh, and again, if you look at Wentz's numbers, right, you would think like, well, he had a pretty decent year. But if you if you actually watch the games, then you notice that he was more of just a uh, a sidecar and that team benefited from Jonathan Taylor, that good offensive line and that pretty good defense. But you look at what Carson Wentz was able to do last year. He only threw seven interceptions uh, and he had 27 touchdowns. But I think that's a little bit of fool's gold because I don't think Wentz played his best football. Indy was nine and eight. And to me, anyway, I think the Colts can upgrade at the position, whether they can try to bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, or maybe you try to draft a guy, or who knows, maybe you want to try to leverage yourself for a deal for Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think there's a number of different options. And I think Indy is going to be in the quarterback sweepstakes this season. We'll get awesome. in there like in six months or whatever, but Colts are going to be my new Seahawks team. I, I don't trust them to draft a quarterback, get a quarterback. Ever since Andrew Luck retired in, what, 2015 yeah, or whatever been, it's it is? It's been patchwork. It's been, been patching it year crap, year. crap, crap, crap. Phillip Rivers, crap, crap. And he, even Phillip Rivers, he was, he was a year stopgap. He didn't really solve the long-term. It just doesn't make sense. Like, they have issues. all the cap room in the world, and they don't spend it. Exactly. It may, it may, to me, anyway, last year, I was like, they're going to have, why didn't, why didn't they spend last year? It was beyond me. Put someone alongside Michael Pittman at the receiver position, bring in a viable tight end. Nope, we're just going to bring back T.Y. Hilton and we're going to let the cards roll. Didn't work out. So I don't know. I think the Colts, I think they want Aaron Rodgers. I think that's number one on their list. I think they're quietly looming, and I think they're a team that could pounce on Rodgers, a.k.a. that Pat McAfee connection. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that. And don't, you, don't you think for a second that the Colts are not aware of Rogers' relationship with Pat McAfee. Like, trust me on that one. Uh, I like that fit there. I also think Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't be a bad fit either. Now, is he? No, I think he's just Carson Wentz. I think Garoppolo is a little bit better than Carson Wentz. Uh, That's what I think anyway. But even then, it feels like they're still pretty comparable, like they're on the same planet. If you're the Colts, you have a really good roster. I think you should swing for the fences. And if you miss on Aaron Rodgers, then... You look for the next option, and maybe you draft a guy. I don't know. They haven't taken their swing at the draft yet, which I've been surprised about because they've had opportunities. Well, this isn't Not the even draft saying to in the first it. round. This isn't but... the draft to do it, though. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. It might be because I feel like there's not going to be many quarterbacks select a high. And if you're just there and you get a guy you like, maybe you take a shot at him. I don't know. I think there's different things that can come into play if you're the Colts, but you certainly have to be disappointed with the roster you've had. The roster you have, you're not going to have forever. Like, you're not going to have 
uh, Quinn Nelson in his prime right here. You're not going to have uh, that defense, all those defensive guys in their prime, Darius Leonard, uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's only going to be good for, again, a select few years. I think we've seen that with running backs over the last handful of years. And I think you're missing your window, especially in the AFC South, which was so winnable last year. It wasn't even funny. The Jaguars were a clown show. The Texans didn't, didn't try. And the Titans, Ryan Tannehill was regressed, in my opinion. The Titans had COVID injuries. The Titans had everything wrong with them. The Colts still weren't able to take advantage. It's true. It's, it's, it's very true. I mean, wouldn't it be so fitting if the Colts just signed, like, who's so bad? Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, just for a year. Just the whatever. Like, they go like that. Band-aid. Expect that. Yeah, just Band-Aid after Band-Aid after Band-Aid. <sighs> Trying to think of Taylor Heineke, like something like that. Let's say want to like just swing for the fences, just sign well, like that's what James, I think. James I, Winston or something. Even then, Winston might end up back in Tampa Bay. Well, who's that? So who that's knows? probably the best free agent, right? There's no good, there's no free agents, right? Quarterbacks. Well, it's all just trades. It's all just trades, basically. Yeah, that's like Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and it feels like they could have had it if they wanted him. They could have had him. They've yeah. they passed Brid- on it. Bridgewater. Which I don't trust them either. Again, if you're going the trade market, maybe you yeah, look at Kirk obvi- Cousins. Obvi- yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think the Minnesota's trading Kirk Cousins, but I think you look at that. And the trade market, that's no guarantee either. I think it's not. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to go to Denver, and let's say Deshaun Watson, who knows how, how his legal stuff ends up going, and Russell Wilson, let's say he just stays in Seattle, then if you're into, you're just like, ah, uh, like... <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna play a flag. They're gonna they're they're, re, they're gonna sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. All right. So the Colts are another team that we got to pay close attention to this offseason. Uh, another last NFL topic I want to hit to uh, Troy Aikman of Fox and Fox Sports. Uh, he is moving to ESPN. He is gonna be the new Monday Night uh, Football color commentator. So it's gonna be musical chairs in the broadcast booth. Al Michaels is a free agent. Uh, he's reportedly on the not on the one yard line uh, with that in terms of having a deal with Amazon. But does ESPN now turn around and try to pair Al Michaels and Troy Aikman? Now, a lot of moving parts here. Do they try to get does ESPN try to land Joe Buck? There's a lot of different things that could happen. So in terms of replacing Troy Aikman at Fox, uh, there's been, I guess, rumblings that it could end up being Sean Payton. It could end up being Greg Olson. It could be Drew Brees. There's a number of different potential candidates. So, Peter, who do you think ends up filling in for Troy Aikman at Fox? I have no idea. I want I want it to be Gus Johnson or Gus Bradley or whatever his name is. With oh, okay, yeah. I want Johnson. it to be him, but I have no I have no idea. I think it's gonna unless be Sean they. But I think I think it's Sean Payton. I think it's gonna end up being Mike Tirico. And Chris Collinsworth on uh, NBC uh, is mad about that as I am because I'd love for Al Michaels to stay at NBC. Fox, that A team, is I think it's going to be Joe Buck and Sean Payton. And then when you look at ESPN, I think it's going to be oh, – that's going to be difficult who they're going to really put for play-by-play. Oh, I don't know who they're going to bring in there. Because why, why does ESPN want Troy Aikman if they have just Eli slash Payton just waiting there? Because when you look at ESPN, they've acquired a lot of different games over the next couple of years, so they're going to be calling a lot more. So in terms of playoff games and everything else, like I think ESPN even has a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. Oh, really? It might not. Maybe it's not the next couple of years, but whatever it is, maybe four years, whatever it is. 
And when you look at it, it feels like they really haven't had a year-by-year constant in the booth. Uh, since it was Mike Tirico and I think John Gruden, that was their constant for years. But since that tandem kind of broke apart, uh, they haven't, they've had guys for a year, two years, they've been replaced. And I know they had Lewis Riddick, uh, Greasy, uh, and those guys, they were okay. I, I didn't watch, feels one, like, I didn't watch one second of it. Really? Uh, the Monday, oh, the, no, the I was cast. just watching the man in cast. So like, I, I think they're good, but I think they're looking for name value and Troy Aikman his name value and Troy Aikman does allow you the chance to lure Joe Buck from Fox. And if you lure Joe Buck from Fox, Joe Buck from Fox, you also wait, does can throw is, Joe Buck is, on? No, is Joe Buck on Fox? Like, does he have two different contracts? What do you mean? For baseball, for baseball and too? football. Well, that's, no, that's he, all he, he's Fox. never, he's never leaving for baseball. Well, it depends. I think it all depends on the money. I, I if, don't know. Cause who, who do you no? Because that, that's bad too. Who do you replace for Saturday Night Baseball? Who do you replace NLCS World Series? Well, here's the thing: if you you can look at I bring up Joe the Buck and say truck. you can do Sunday you can do Sunday Night Baseball for ESPN. I uh, I don't I don't think that I don't think Joe Buck gives a crap about. I think no, it's he, do, he, he doesn't he doesn't care because that's his dad. Yeah, he's. I I don't know what's gonna happen. So you think Buck stays at Fox? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure. And, and if he's really quote unquote unhappy, just give him whatever he wants because I think he's way too valuable for Fox. Unless it's two different contracts, which yeah. I don't think it is. I don't think so either. I I want Al Michaels to go back to NBC. I, I like Al Michaels and Collinsworth. Those are my two favorite. Those oh, are my yeah. two favorite. They're, they're goats. And who knows what's gonna happen with Amazon? If Amazon does end up with Al Michaels. Who are they going to pair with him? I thought Collinsworth was going to, quote unquote, retire and just do his pro football focus thing. It feels like Collinsworth is the only guy that really hasn't been talked about moving. Right. So like it, it feels like he's the only one that's kind of definitely staying. Like we had Aikman moving, right? Um, Al Michaels looks like he could be on the move. Joe Buck, now there's rumors about him potentially on the move. The only one still there is Collinsworth. And now Mike Tirico, we're assuming, is probably going to take over for Al Michaels. Unless you want to trade for Drew Brees and just put him in. And, and Fox? Fox, because I'm pretty sure he got signed for when Chris Collinsworth leaves. And if Collinsworth says I'm not leaving, then. Yeah, and then it's just going to be Mike Tirico 2.0 and just waiting for his contract. And what's then. the point of having Drew Brees? Because it, it was definitely clunky on the uh, the Sunday night countdown. This Well, this year was different for them because they, unlike the countdown per se, they had, um, it was Tony Dungy uh, with, um, Drew Brees. Those were right. like the two yeah. analysts there. They moved Ronnie Harrison, Harrison to booted. the field with Jack Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth's kid. Uh, and Mike Tirico was also with Tony Dungy uh, and Drew Brees. It just felt a little like clunky to me. I know they had Maria Taylor there. They had Mike Florio. Like they had different parts, but it's definitely uh, unique. Like I thought Rodney Harrison and Tony Dungy were a good tandem right there. And it felt like Rodney Harrison kind of got demoted for Drew Brees. Right. I think Rodney just- Harrison is probably a better I think Rod- I like Rodney Harrison as an analyst more than Drew Brees. I wasn't a big fan of Drew Brees this year. Yeah, I mean it's his first year. You gotta yeah take that with hey, a again, salt, I guess. Who knows? And I remember last year for CBS, everybody was talking about how Jim Nance was going to end up leaving. Remember the Tony Romo got that deal, and everyone thought Jim Nance was going to dip, and Jim Nance ended up staying. Again, Jim Nance is way too valuable for CBS. Yeah, he does so the PGA, maybe he does college basketball. He does yeah. 
everything See, for TBS. That's, I, I hope that's, Al that's a, yeah. My one hope is Al Michaels is back to NBC. That's I what don't I think. Hope. I don't think that's gonna happen though. I know he's been I telling know. way too many people what he's done. Admit, I know, I know. I just hope things change and it's just a leveraging point. But we shall see. It feels like there's a lot of drama in the broadcast. He's too. never retiring, huh? He's 77. So, yeah, he's I never going to retire. Huh? He's fantastic at what he does. 14 Super Bowls or whatever. It and is. also, what before we before we change topics here, it is very important for Fox to figure out who their broadcast team because Fox has two of the next three Super Bowls, Peter. So oh, they yeah. got to figure that out right. quick. Again, that's why Joe Buck's not going to be. You think Joe Buck's getting the bag, even if he, if he doesn't already? Yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on to Major League Baseball. So the lockout continues, Peter. Continues, continues, it continues. Uh, and now the – so I guess we've had a little bit of progress, to say the least, because this week they've actually met for more than 15 minutes, the two sides, which is progress. Uh, but uh, reportedly that if no agreement is reached by February 28th, uh, we will be losing some games, and they will be – and they will – not be made up and uh it seems like the players association does not want an expanded playoff field so it looks like we could lose some games this year what do you think oh we're definitely getting uh no uh limited games here it's listen baseball why do people hate our sport this is why i mean i don't want to hear about any labor disputes until it's actually done just Meet in a room, lock yourself in there for 24 hours. It doesn't matter. I mean, they did agree on the national DH thing. They did agree on the – what else did they agree on? The draft lottery thing, which is cool. Yep. But, I mean, they're so far apart in arbitration. They're so far apart on the player uh, money pool. It's, I, I don't see it getting done in a long time, which is absolutely sad. They absolutely destroyed their sport. Just like it's- two years ago where, like – the COVID thing where everybody was shut down and then baseball could have been like, oh, we'll, we'll save you guys. I mean, it, it's fine. Nope. And then, no, we'll just wait until like July. So, just- so my initial prediction before the lockout started was we would, games would start June 1st. And I think I'm going to stick with that prediction. I think games will be canceled and I think June 1st will be opening day. It feels so, like it. That's so I know. bad. Because you think, right? I mean, I personally don't think an agreement's going to be made till let's say agreements made in a month, right? Just for the sake of, let's say it's, let's say it's done April 1st, right? They're going to have to do an abbreviated spring training and they're going to have to do something, you know, it won't just be, okay, lockouts over April 1st, games April 3rd. No, and then games will start like May 5th or something. It's just, I, I don't know. It's so bad. In baseball, you're so bad. It's tough. It, it's tough. And look, it felt like we had a nice free agency period that things before the yeah, lockout. that's not even that's not even done either. Like, I know, Chris like, is still sitting there. That the Suzuki guy is still sitting there. Just, yep, and there's rumors about Freddie Freeman. Uh, that oh he yeah, might he be on the way it. out. Yeah, there's a lot of different rumors about a lot of different guys that I want to see unfold, and we just haven't been able to see them yet. And it's unfortunate, but you know, uh, it is what it is for Major League Baseball. Hopefully, they figure it out, and hopefully, they figure it out quickly. But. That reminds me that uh, of the trade. Do you, do you remember the last trade that the Red Sox did, like eleven fifty two at night before the lockout started? The Jackie Bradley one? No, yeah, yeah, I was. Th- yeah, you're right. I forgot about that one. Yep. And they dealt. Um, what did they deal? Uh, the. Oh, uh, uh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Yes, Hunter Renfro. He he was gone in the deal, but like that Suzuki guy. Like it seems like that would be a nice piece. There's obviously. Kyle Schwarber is still a free agent. There's still a lot of different things that could occur. So it's, it's, it's difficult, but 
you know, it, it is what it is with Major League Baseball. Hopefully we get a baseball season because I want to do some divisional picks like we are accustomed to doing. We, just baseball. Can't even, we, can't baseball. Even, we can't even talk about baseball, really, because like, free agency isn't even... <laughs> no, free agency isn't even over yet. Yeah, it's just, it's just difficult. And Peter, uh, before we end the show here, just one thing. March Madness is around the corner. In the Providence College Friars, Peter, the number 11 team in the country, 23-3, and three, have made some waves locally. Uh, have you watched them yet? Yeah, I've been watching a little bit. It's amazing what they can do. It's 11 of the country, and they're Providence. Crazy. Ed Cooley's done a really good job. Now, I know they faltered last week. They lost to Villanova, uh, and they were just in a triple overtime thriller uh, with Xavier last uh, couple nights back. So, Crazy. And they overcame a 17-point deficit against Butler on Sunday. So this team, it feels like they have a lot of heart. And it's pretty – I like to see collegiate sports highly ranked in the Northeast. Like, I think that's cool to follow a team just like that. I mean, Boston College was good, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, but they really haven't done anything since in terms of football. Uh, and basketball, it would be really cool if PC made a real run in the NCAA tournament. I know URI was there a couple of years ago, but they weren't able to make any noise. We've had a couple teams occasionally, like Harvard. They made it a year or two, but they haven't gotten far. But PC is it's right near me and Peter, and we are yeah. I need I need people to give me real teams to actually root for because I, I don't want to be all in on Providence and then they get. I think I have my team. Peter. I haven't I haven't told you that. I think I have my team because last year it was Alabama, wasn't we were big Alabama yeah. guys. This year, Peter, I think we're gonna be Kentucky guys. Kentucky. That's what that's what Dan Babb said to me. I think we're Kentucky and, guys. And, yep. And Chris's brother said to me, and I was like, eh. I I know. I everyone looks at Kentucky are just like, well, like they're good every year, but they haven't necessarily been at their best in the last couple of years. Kentucky's the team this year, Peter. Well, hopefully we'll fill out our March Madness brackets in a couple of weeks. I know uh, Brandon Carr and Dylan Sariva wanted to hop on. We could do like a March Madness show. That would be kind of cool. Shout out Rough in the Basket and Chief Talk Wrestling. So that would be cool. Maybe we could do that in a couple weeks. But you have anything else on March Madness or anything else, Peter? Just uh, listen, real serious talk, every everyone, you know, the, the world. We might not even put this out. You you never even know. We might all be dead someday. What's wrong with you? No. Listen, stay safe, everyone. Okay. <laughs>